stuff. Welcome to episode number 20 of Good Stuff Sports. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where we get to know people in and around sports that we love and maybe learn about a sport that we may not know too much about. On today's show, I talk to Mila Manevska, who is the president of the DC Diplomats Team Handball Club, and we had a wide-ranging conversation about Team Handball, a game I used to love to play when I was in elementary school. And I was thrilled to learn that there's still so much to know about team handball. It's an Olympic sport and it's played around the world. Special thanks to Mila again and the DC Diplomats for taking the time to talk to me. You're going to love this one. Talk to you at the end of the show. So welcome to Good Stuff Sports Podcast, Mila Manevska. Mila, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am also doing great. You. Um, great. So I found you on Twitter like all... Great relationships because I was interested in a in a specific sport, um, and I'll let you tell the audience what that sport is. So, what what is your sport? Yes, uh, my, the sport that I will be talking to you all about today is handball. Um, in other terms, also often referred to as team handball or Olympic handball. Okay, so t- Olympic handball, team handball, great. Yes. So, if people wanted to know a little like just the the briefest overview like what is team handball if you had to make comparisons or something like that yeah um so team handball and I, again i likely talk to it um about it as just handball is as as it says a team sport um it is played indoors though often as any other sport can be adapted and uh, played outside either on grass or on sand, which we can touch base on a little bit as well. But um, it's indoor sport that has um, seven players on each team, uh, which includes six field players and one goalie. Um, if we have to compare it um, quickly, I would say it's a water polo, but indoors and on, okay. and on a court in the sense that there is passing, there is, um, you know, strategy, and you're pretty much just trying to find, um, as offensive player, a gap in your defense and make sure that you can shoot on the goal and score. Okay. So that is the ultimate goal to score a goal. Right, right. So score a goal. So there, it, it, it is like water polo. Now, <clears throat> so my, I, you know, when you and I had a preliminary talk, which was really fun. Um, and I told you that I played a little ha- team handball when I was uh, younger, like in, in uh, high school, um, not, you know, just in gym class. Um, but yes. I, and I'm, I may be confusing uh, sports here, but when a person has the ball and they're on offense, can they mm-hmm. move around? Absolutely. Yes. So that's, that's what we start having a little bit of elements of basketball. Also, we are able to have um, the ball dribble, um, make a pass to your teammate. The teammate passes back to you. There's no limit on how many times you can pass the ball around. There's of course some sort of um, limit on the, the, uh, the, the, 
timing of the offense, okay. how long that offense lasts, even though we don't have an official uh, shot clock like basketball does. Yeah. Um, it is very much by the referee when they uh, feel like the offense is not attacking enough and not being aggressive on the offense, then they are able to call what we call a passive play uh-huh. and um, the ball would turn over. Okay. So, um, yeah. so like if you threw me a pass, I would be able to run with the ball? So, yeah, so as in basketball, you have two steps, and then you have to either dribble or pass. In handball, we would grab the ball, and we have three steps. Oh, okay, got it. Then we dribble or pass, correct. So exactly the same in terms of dribbling dribbling and stepping and passing as basketball. The only difference is the uh, number of steps. Okay, cool. So so you said there's one goalie and then six players. I I forgot what you... uh, how you referred to them, the six players, but is it like broken down into specialty, like offense and defense? Um, no, most of the players, the six players that would be in attack would also run back in defense. Um, often though in professional handball, very, very high leagues, um, you will have some of the offensive players do a, it has to happen very fast. Um, uh-huh. A substitution. So if they're not as strong in the defense, they'll run out, and uh, another player who's much better in defense will come in. Um, again, if we are comparing it to basketball, um, there's no time stop for that. The substitutions um, happen on an ongoing basis, and there's no limit on the amount of times the substitution can occur. Right. So it, it's a little like hockey in that way. It's like the exactly. clock does not stop. Okay. Correct. Okay. Correct. Cool. So <clears throat> the ball itself, right? Yeah. Is how would you describe it? Because when I was looking at it, it kind of looked like a soccer ball, but not really. But yeah. it also maybe was a basketball, but not really. So yes. h- how is it different than what we yes. would usually think of? Mm-hmm. Um, before I answer that real quick, since yeah, I have specialties, specialties on the players, and yeah. I did uh, miss to say that each player does have their own unique position, similarly, again, to basketball, right? You. Uh-huh. I don't know the terms, but, you know, you have the center player, you have the playmaker, et cetera. Uh We have similar um, names for our, for the players as well. Oh, cool. And did you want me to review those real quick? Yeah, that would be awesome. Perfect. Right. So the six players, and and what I really love about handball is – Yes, if you see some handball players and, you know, maybe we you look up YouTube videos, etc., some of them do look similar. And, you know, height, of course, is an advantage, I'd say, in most sports, yep. especially most sports that are, um, that are of that style. However, um, we have positions for the, the, you know, the small and fast, for the ones that are a little bit, you know, bulkier and like the contact a little bit more. What I mean by that is from the six players, we have... Two wing players, so they are um, on the on the very left hand side and then on the very right hand side. So they are uh, wings, and those are the ones that run the most. Okay, um, they might not get the ball as often, but they run the most, and they they, they have the um, the smallest angle to shoot from on the goal. Right, because they're coming because um, they're coming from the sides. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So it is very, very tactical, um, and it's just a very specific type of shot that you know takes years to master. Uh-huh. Um, then from there we move on to the back players. So those are kind of to the you know right next to the wings, towards the inside of the court. Um, again, uh, right, ba- right back and left back. Um, the 
um, what is very also interesting is on if you play on the right side of the court, so if you're the right wing or the right back, um, the advantage or it's ideal that those players are left-handed. Oh, so right. So that's where we, um, because the shot, the shots will be much easier on the goal if you're left-handed. But since those are very tough to come around, you do have a <laughs> lot of right-handed people uh, that play in those positions. And then just over the years, they after practice, they adapt and, and are able to shoot from that position as well. Uh-huh. Um, so the, that's four, four players. The fifth player is the... Um, um, what we call center or playmaker, same thing. And that's kind of your traditional playmaker in basketball. They call out a lot of the plays. They, you know, control the game. They, you know, they go fast, kind of everybody goes fast, etc. Um, and that can be tall, short. I mean, speed, again, always uh, is pretty is pretty important. But again, it there's no all-size-fits-all for that position yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, and then we have what we call the circle or the pivot, the circle or the pivot stays on that, um, for an offense, on that six-meter line that we call. It's about 20 feet. It's okay. 20 feet from the goal. And it's a line where the, the defense is actually standing. That's where they are waiting for, for, the, for the offense. They can move, um, you know, past those 20 feet. They cannot go inside of it. Yeah. So the, the offensive pivot or circle is really, I mean, they are, that's their prime location like they're right in front of the goal so if you can get the ball to them yeah you know 90 percent of the time it should be a goal however they are surrounded by a lot of defensive players so it is really really tough to get them the ball right so is that got the goalie yeah of course and the goalie is the the goalie so for, yes. for that for that pivot position is that like the tallest player maybe with like the strongest arm kind of thing um, again, that is the one that you would be amazed about the the proportions of, of the people. <laughs> I mean, we again height helps because they can you can just kind of really kind of lob them the ball. But um, strength is really important. A lot of core um, core strength because you have to get the ball and actually turn because yeah. actually the whole time your back or your side is turned to the goal, so you're kind of waiting for that ball. Um, and again, if if you all watch some YouTube videos, you can see those guys really do get some um, beating. Um, so again, strength is important, but size yeah. really does not matter. We've seen some very small and skinny pivots that are fantastic. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's interesting because it's it is uh, it's a contact sport. It's not a no contact sport. Correct. I so, are there penalties and things like that? Yes, they are. So um, this is where a little bit of hockey comes in. Um, we have, um, of course, there's the yellow card, um, uh-huh. which just means warning. Um, it does not mean that you will miss the next game or anything. It's just a warning for, right. it can be to a player, it can be to a team. But after maybe two or three warnings, um, the referees will start issuing two-minute penalties. So that's where the hockey comes in. So that specific player is out for two minutes um, and the team is down a player. Uh-huh. Or multiple. I mean, you can get multiple. Multiple players can get two minutes at the same time. So, um, so like the power play in hockey, correct. You, you could be correct. like six on four, like four defense. Okay, that's a correct. good thing. Like those odds. Yes, it, yes, it is <laughs> absolutely. the The one rule is that um, each player can only have uh, three two minute penalties per game. Uh-huh. Um, so when you get your third one, you kind of automatically get a red card, which means you cannot come back into the game. Okay, got it. So, so tell me a little bit about the ball, and then I, yes. think, I think I'd like we would lo- we I will speak for myself as we would love to hear a little bit about your personal journey in team handball. Yeah, that sounds good. So, um, the ball is, 
unlike anything that I think most of people have have come across. Um, uh-huh. It is. It does look like a soccer ball because actually um, some of the brands out there that are uh, very famous for making handball equipment do actually also make soccer equipment as well. Okay. Um, so they do look. However, there are um, different sizes for youth handball, um, for women's handball, and men's handball. Um, so they vary from size one, two, to th- and three. Uh-huh. Um, the 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 diameter of the biggest one is about twenty two inches. Um, so so pretty pretty big. Uh-huh. Um, on the woman's is about inch or two smaller, and then for the youth is about another one or two inches smaller. Got it. Okay. Um, yes. Cool. So, okay. So I feel like we've set the scene, right? We have an understanding <laughs> of what the game looks like. We can visualize it. Now, Mila, tell me a little bit about your story. Yes, that sounds good. I have, I'm originally from Macedonia, which is a tiny country in um, southeastern Europe. It's right north of Greece. Um, so that's where I was born. That's where I grew up. And to be honest, I think I started this playing handball so young that I, I can't pinpoint exactly how old I was or exactly, I can, you know, the first time I stepped on court, I think um, handball is so popular in Europe and, and a lot of um, Southern American countries. Uh, so again, it was something that a lot of people had tried um, uh-huh. very early on in their ages, in, in, in their school, of course. Um, so yeah, I started. I started in school. Um, a lot of the cities around Macedonia and as well around Europe um, have their own clubs or even multiple clubs if the cities are bigger. Um, so at about, I think when I hit um, probably thirteen or fourteen, I joined the the local club. Had both women's and men's teams, and um, for a little while, that's where kind of you know, as a teenager, you're still unsure what you want to do, and you know, <laughs> you're trying lots of different sports. Naturally, definitely did some basketball, even dance, and so you know, a lot of the contradicting, you know, sports such as dance and, and handball, uh-huh. very t- two very different areas. Um, so yeah, I mean, the local club was, we practiced every single day. We would play at least one game every weekend, um, travel a little bit of, uh, around the country, of course, to meet up with other teams. And yeah, I mean, at, at that age, it was absolutely, um, fascinating to me to be part of such a team, to be learning. I had great coaches that would, um, really, you know, work of course on skill, but uh, again, as a teenager, really work, um, uh, with us on, on growth and making sure that, you know, we are growing into, you know, yeah, great woman one day. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. So, so that, that brings me to, uh, to another question. Like, so we've talked about, you know, <clears throat> tan- like sort of tangentially like basketball or even hockey and in basketball, yeah. there's like fundamentals, right? Like the fundamental is you need to know how to dribble. You need to know how to pass. You need to know how to shoot. Um, yep. What are the fundamentals of, of team handball? Yeah. Um, very, very similar. Um, the, the, I, I'll start with, go ahead at, with uh, dribbling, for sure. example. Um, the ball is small enough that it is very easy for it to kind of get away from your hands while you're trying to run super fast and run a fast break, for example. Uh-huh. Um, so, so dribbling and dribbling under different circumstances as a defender is coming next to you, behind you, in front of you. Um, so really having that court um, understanding of where you are, you know, do you have another 
offensive player uh, running together with you that you can pass the ball to, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, the passing slash shooting, again, um, because the ball is so different, the target is different than I think any other sport out there. It is a very specific type of throw, um, either, again, as a pass or a, sh- or a shot. Uh-huh. Um, it does mean we, we have a lot of football players and baseball players even that, that come and want to try the sport. But um, and it, um, it is different in a sense that, you know, you have the football that very often the ball um, actually. Oh, you're still there. Yes, I am. Can you okay. Hear me? Yeah, I can. So, sorry, you you, you cut out for just a second. So, okay. Um, let's. Uh, you were talking about football and baseball players, but it's a different yes. kind of throw. Yes, that's okay. right. So, um, what I mean. Oh no, we're cutting out. Feet in the air, and that's not really what we want with the handball. We really wanted to make sure that it just goes straight. Uh-huh. Um, because the rotation, of course, will, would give you a disadvantage to your teammate when they catch the ball. Right. Um, uh, similarly to, to baseball, I think um, baseball, when you throw the, the shoulder and the hand, um, is, you know, it's, it's a specific type of throw. You want it as fast as possible as, um, to go. And handball is all about accuracy. Uh-huh. So there's a very specific um, technique that we teach to make sure that you can actually extend your hand all the way throughout and really use your wrist and your shoulder as well um, to, really, to really get that ball in the goal. So um, dribbling, of course, passing yeah. and, um, and, and, and shooting. Uh, beyond that, it's, it's honestly positioning. Um, yeah. As I said, every player has a specific um, job. Um, so being able to position yourself in offense, being able to really know where you are and know that what the strategy is. Again, it, as, as I said, it's pretty simple in the beginning. It, you, all you want to do is score, but it, you want to make sure that the chances of scoring a goal are highest and that ultimately often, as, as counterintuitive as it sounds, is just passing the ball much faster to your teammates to open up that gap because you're six on six, right? Like every player has a, a defensive player on the other side. So what you want to do is you just need to find a gap somewhere that, that can that can have um, the best chance of scoring. Got it. Um, okay, thanks. Thanks for uh, thanks for explaining. I, I knew there was more to it. I'm, yes. <laughs> I'm glad yes. we got there. So so let's get back to your story a little bit. You, you mm-hmm. grew up playing. You came to the States at... Uh, a certain point, and this was still part of your life. Um, uh, so so. Um, okay. I came to the states, yeah, um, as a, a senior in high school. In which point, I was I was down in North Carolina. There was no handball around, so I kind of came to terms with that. Focused on my, you know, high school exams and all of that, um, and and kind of really put it on the side. That same story kind of continued into college. I went to college in. New York, and um, while I did attempt to um, try and find a, a, a team there, I was not as successful. Um, and again, put it on pause, focused on my college career for about four years. Once I was done with that, I was like, I am ready for handball. So that's when I moved <laughs> from New York to DC, and um, I did find the DC Diplomats, which is the team that I am part of today. Um, and that was about I'm um, thinking seven years ago at this wow. point, a little bit more. Um, so right after 
graduation, yep, found this, found the team and started playing. So I've been involved with the club um, ever since in very different formats. Today I do serve as the president of the club as well, but um, player, I help with the, you know, managing um, the men's teams. We have actually two teams on the men's side, just making sure logistics and, um, and, and league games and all of that is organized. So a lot of different jobs. There's a lot to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you found your way back. And, and so I found yes. you through the, the DC diplomats. Um, yes. So it, <clears throat> there are clubs like the DC diplomats all over the country, aren't there? Yes, that's right. So um, what we handball, I think, in the U.S. is still very much um, a hobby. It's very, you know, it's it's not as professional as handball around the world is played. But I think, you know, we're, we're happy with that. Um, specifically for um, D.C. as well as part uh, as well as teams um, around the country that are very similar. You have um, players that are, you know, ages 18 to 40. Um, and it's just people either um, had came and wanted to try the sport or we have people from um, all over the world who have moved to that city and are just just really want to stay active. They love the sport and they just want to either play or be involved in any any way they can. Um, on the on the other you know positive side besides clubs, there are a lot of colleges around the US that, have formed um, clubs. They are intramural for them. Um, mm-hmm. They're not, you know, an official sport of the university. But um, that just really, that makes me really happy every time I see a new college pop up with, with a handball club because that really just gives a lot more opportunity for people to learn. And of course, um, you know, after college, you end up moving somewhere. Right. So um, really just kind of uh, helps to build some of those clubs that, that we previously mentioned. Right. Okay, so 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 we have this sort of across the U.S. thing happening with clubs. Yeah. You, you said that there's colleges, so we're, we're, I'm like thinking about the trajectory now. So I'm a I'm a, a high school handball player. Is there a college that's like known as the the best handball club? That's kind of like maybe even like a feeder to the Olympics kind of thing. Um, so interesting enough, um, I, I'm gonna say. Uh, no, but there's probably some college out there that's like, no, we're the best. <laughs> what I mean by that is, I mean, again, they're they're all fantastic. And the fact that you have, you know, 18, 19 year olds just learning about a sport is fascinating enough to me. And um, the, level of, uh, the level of athleticism they have to be able to compete um, all of the four years is, is great. Um, now that you mentioned kind of that feeds um, some of the national team and the Olympic team, um, University of Auburn is um, in Alabama is the host or has been the host for the last couple of years and still is of uh, what we call the residency teams, both men and women. And this is where, um, you know, great handball players from across the country um, decide to move to Auburn. Either they go to university or they um, they work there, kind of depending on on you know, how old they are and where they are in their lives. So um, uh, the residency team is exactly that. I mean, they practice every day. They, they work on their skills. And that's kind of what feeds the, the U.S. national team. Now, with every national team, you also have great players who are out and about playing the sport somewhere else and have not decided to, you know, permanently move to, to Alabama. So some of the national team players do either play in Europe or across the U.S. Um, and, uh, and from the pool of the residency team, plus some of the other players, the national team squads get formed every time there, there needs to be um, a competition. 
Okay. Wow. Yeah. So if somebody's listening and really wants to do handball, Auburn you got, you is the direct line. Yeah. Right the, not yes. only a great football school, but also a great team handball school. So Correct, yes. Okay. So did you? I feel like I already know the answer, but in the when the Olympics come around, is that an exciting mm-hmm. time for you as a handball fan? Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. Um, as a handball fan, for sure, it is also fascinating um, as a uh, president of a club because um, last year and four summers ago, just the influx of interest we receive is yeah. fascinating. Um, I mean, just emails flowing in all the time every day for about two three months and then it just kind of dies down which is the sad piece of it but <laughs> we know we kind of know know the story now but yeah that's how we um we we see a lot of as i said american players um which i think again as somebody who has um, learned the sport so young and probably will never pick up a new sport at my age today um, it, it's because it's not how it was brought up but I think Americans are brought up to try and learn whatever they want and I think anything is possible so we do see a lot of people in their 20s even 30s saw the sport they want to try it and they come out and I yeah. think that's that's awesome to us and we, we are always so excited to see new people wow Amazing. Yeah. So, I, yeah, you could kind of predict that, can't you? Like, oh, the Olympics are on. There's yeah. going to be some handball. People are going to, yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. And I think it's always fun to compare with some of the other clubs, you know, and it is interesting to see um, the uptick, you know, in different cities around the world. I think D.C., it, it is very international. So I would say, well, you know, there's not as much, you know, we, we would get a con- a consistent influx of players just because we do have a lot of internationals, international people moving here. Yeah. But yeah, you would be fascinated with other cities and, and how much, how much interest they get as well. So. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, so when you and I talked before, I told you about one of my like gym class heroic moments on the, the team handball court where I scored the game winning goal. It was in overtime, sudden death. And I just, you know, upper right hand corner but i was wondering and i'm and i know this is putting you on the spot a little bit but do you have a personal memorable handball moment from all the games that you played where you're like that was my favorite play i've had that is uh, that is such a great question is and definitely such a tough one i think um i i would like to say that i think i I personally have probably not had something that crazy, but I've watched a lot of my favorite teams uh-huh. and for them to occur that. So I think at times it can even be even more exciting for your national team or the, or the club that you really root for, uh, for that to happen. However, I will share that just recently, um, one of our biggest rivals um, or anybody's biggest rivals in the U.S. is the New York City Club. Okay. Um, they are one of the best in the country and um, consistently win, win tournaments, both on the men and the women's side. So recently, the D.C. team, the women's team, um, did, did we win um, just two weeks ago by 11 goals, which we have not won in maybe four or five years against that team. Wow. So that was very exciting not to be able to only win by, but win by 11 goals, which in handball is, is very, very good. Yeah. That's dominant. Correct. That is a very recent (laughs) and very memorable one, which will stay with me probably for a little while. For sure. That's amazing. That is exactly what I was looking for. Um, okay. So yes, yes. You mentioned YouTube, that people can go on YouTube and there's probably all kinds of videos. 
Do you have any yeah. favorite players that people should watch out for? Like, and yeah. by watch out for, I mean, like, search them out? <laughs> yeah, I'd say um, I probably, uh, if you search for players, it'll just be kind of a, a little bit of kind of small snippets um, of that player, which is absolutely uh, a great way to see somebody. And I'll give you a few um, in just a second. But I'd sure. say um, if you are looking for a good, um, just a game to watch or, or one half or so, I'd say um, we can either start by um, Googling the European Handball Federation. Um, or the International Handball Federation. So okay. um, both uh, YouTube channels will have full games. They'll have snippets, you know, of interviews. The International Handball Federation focuses a lot, of course, on the um, nations playing. So, you know, France versus Germany. Uh-huh. Um, the European Handball Federation, of course, does have European tournaments between countries, but they also have the clubs. So the European clubs that um, compete in what we call Champions League. Soccer has the exact same. They have the Champions League in Europe as well. Um, so there's a lot of games. Um, a couple of players to watch out for, I'd say on the men's side, um, it's a French player with Serbian name. I believe he's probably born to Serbian parents, but um, his name is Nikola Karabatic. Okay. And he plays for the country of France as well as for the Paris um, club. They are very, very good. Um, <laughs> a second one I'd say is um, um, Aaron Palmerson. He's an Isla- Icelandic player from Iceland, um, currently plays for the club of Barcelona. And then from the woman's side, um, our recent favorite is uh, Nora Mork. Mork, I'm probably mispronouncing her last name, but she's from Norway and she is a fantastic left-handed player. Very, very fun to watch. Uh, and probably Christina Niagu. She's a Romanian player uh-huh. um, who, who also plays in a club in Europe. Wow. So, like, truly international. Like, that is so cool. Like, just, Very much so. Right. Like, you know, so we started, you and I started with, like, the D.C. Diplomats, and now there's club. And, you know, it's just amazing to think about this global sport that, that yeah. you, you have taught me so much about in the last yes. bit together. So, yes. So if people wanted to find out more about the D.C. Diplomats or maybe, like, a club team or, like, maybe even something for kids, is there, like, a, a website that people can go to is there like you know an american handball association or something like that that people can yes. go to yes absolutely so uh the uh u.s has a, an association it's 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 very simply called usa team handball um so if you just google you know usath um the website will pop up there's some news again mostly they focused around the national team and some of the competitions that they are working on, but they'll absolutely have highlights of tournaments throughout the U.S. Um, in about a month, um, uh, about 35 American clubs will come together in Myrtle Beach for the kind of final national tournament, which does occur every year in mid-May in different locations. Um, so they'll, you know, they'll feature a lot of information there. There's some live streams, etc. The most, uh, I'd say the most popular piece of that website is um, a map of the clubs that are throughout the U.S. And it even includes colleges. Uh-huh. So um, people can really find out, okay, I live in, you know, state of, of California. Where can I find handball? And it will show you and it'll sh- it'll, it will have contact information on how to get in touch, in touch and find out more. Wow. Okay. So yes. thank you so much, Mila, for taking the time You're to talk welcome. to me. 
I feel like we could have kept going and going. Yes. I have so many questions, but I think this is a great place to, uh, we, we sort of wet people's appetites and they can go check out more. So um, I want to thank you so much for your time. And uh, no how can, do you have like a personal Twitter or Facebook for people to yeah. follow your exploits? Yes. If you go ahead and we're active on Instagram and Facebook, um, not as much on Twitter, even though we do, um, you know, uh, retweet some, some articles, et cetera, but we're very active on Instagram and, and, um, Facebook. So if you just search for DC diplomats team handball, we will pop right up. We have a website as well. It has my email address, um, that people can, um, can get in touch with me and ask questions. Again, we are DC based, but, um, if you're listening from anywhere in the world or anywhere acro- across the U.S., feel free to get in touch with us. Um, we we reply very, very quickly via any social media channel. And we I'm more than happy to help out, talk, whatever whatever questions you all have. Great. Okay, Mila, thank you so much. Of course. It was so great to talk to you. Great talking to you. Thank you. Okay, take care. It was so great to learn so much about Team Handball, a great, great game. Hey, do you think that there's a sport we should cover here on Good Stuff Sports? Drop me a line, mike at goodstuffpod.com. Find me on social media at goodstuffpod. Check out Team Handball. There's programs for youth. There's programs for adults all over the country and all over the world, as Mila told us. Thanks for listening. Talk to you very, very soon. Stuff.